what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain, living in Canada. And since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Now, our topic today is called Larry's Ride with Parkinson's Disease, Betty and the Movie. Uh, All that will become clear as we talk. But first of all, what's Parkinson's disease? Well, it's a disease of the central nervous system, which currently has no cure. It progresses. It affects men and women mostly as they get on in years, but unfortunately it's getting more common in younger people too. Now the first description of this disease in 1817 by an English physician, Dr. James Parkinson, still applies today. He called it the shaking paralysis. Uh, What the disease does is to make people slow, it affects their walking, standing, balance and speech, and it makes them permanently stooped. It's relieved by medication, but medication doesn't stop its progress, and the medication may, unfortunately, have side effects, which aren't very pleasant. So that's the story about the actual condition. But to talk about the story of Larry's ride with Parkinson's disease, Betty and the movie, I'm welcoming two guests, Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. Now, Betty's been married to Larry, the star of the movie, for 37 years. She's an associate professor of political science at the University of South Dakota and associate director of the Faber Center for Civic Leadership. She holds a doctorate in political science from the University of Connecticut and a master of science in criminal justice from the University of New Haven. She served as the chief administrative officer for a city in Connecticut, as district district director for former congressman Bruce A. Morrison, and Democratic Committee Chair for the Town of Durham, Connecticut. She served as Chair of Clay County Historic Preservation Commission, founder of Leadership Vermilion, and as a strategic planning facilitator for many local communities and governments. And she's family caregiver for Larry. Andrew Rubin is a screenwriter, producer, director, and editor in documentaries and narratives. He's produced and directed six films that have premiered in various film festivals. He graduated from New York University's Tisch Film School. 
He's currently working with a team of Parkinson's advocates to create a documentary that puts a day-to-day face on the fight against Parkinson's. The film Ride with Larry is to be part of a movement to empower the lives of those with Parkinson's today while fighting for a cure tomorrow. And along with all those working to create Ride with Larry, he's been personally affected with Parkinson's in the immediate family. So, Betty and Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you very much. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Now, I'm going to start with Betty. Betty, please tell us, what was Larry's work before he developed Parkinson's disease? What is his work now? And how did the condition affect his previous work? And how does he go about his present work? Betty? Sure. Well, uh, Larry was a career police officer um, in uh, Connecticut, and uh, he uh, was forced to retire. Uh, He was a police captain uh, when he retired uh, with 26 years of service behind him. Um, But, of course, uh, as a police officer, he had to qualify with a gun each year, and um, he, uh, he... had a lot of tremor, and so he was he was unable to do that. Um, <clears throat> what was interesting is that we had already, as a family, shifted gears, and I was already looking at graduate school, um, and um, he had already planned to retire when I finished my PhD. So, you know, he followed me to South Dakota, where I had accepted a job offer at the university here. Um, he started just baking bread casually for a local winery, for a coffee shop, and it uh, became wildly popular. And uh, one, one uh, uh, local guy said that, oh, they were selling it like crack out the back door of <laughs> a <laughs> coffee shop. Um, and so he set up a bakery at a local grocery store called Jones Foods. Um, Oprah Magazine did a big article about him, uh, and uh, his bread has uh, become iconic in our little community, and he's become kind of a beloved person in the community. Um, the bakery has been adapted for him. It's got, uh, you know, uh, uh, grip rails and so on. And, of course, it's become um, impossible, really, for him to carry big trays, um, and so other people need to do that for him. But, um, but he, he continues to, uh, to work and, um, and, and, and work hard and produce great things for uh, our, little, our little community here. Wonderful story. Um, Andrew, how did you first meet Larry and Betty, and what got you thinking about making a film? Sure, yeah, actually, well, I just met Larry and Betty this summer, um, and actually what got this all started was uh, Larry and Betty's uh, niece um, and her husband, uh, her niece Katie and uh, Ricardo uh, Villarreal, um, are the co-producer and directors on the project with me, and actually they approached me one day and said that they had heard that... uh, you know, Larry had wanted to do this, you know, sort of journey cycling, um, which was they were still formulating. It was uh, sort of what, what Larry and Betty had been envisioning and planning to do, and they thought it would make a, a great film. And they sort of told me this this whole story, and they didn't even realize that uh, in my own family, my father has Parkinson's and my grandfather, and so I immediately actually said that this was, I mean, I would love to be a part of this and, and see what. Uh, see what happens. And so what we did was we planned um, a trip, and we took a drive out to South Dakota this summer, and that's when I first met Larry and Betty. And we spent a week with them and followed them around uh, with cameras and 
uh, as Larry biked to work every day, and we filmed him baking and, uh, you know, what, what their, their life was and the community was like in Vermilion, and we just thought this was such a fantastic story, and it really reached beyond just Larry's ride that he's going to be doing this summer. And so that's, that's sort of how I got introduced to this story. Right. Betty, this bicycle, please describe it to us. This, I call it here the riding machine. And how do people react when they see him using it? What is yeah. it? It, it, it's an extraordinary machine. Um, it's a recumbent, three-wheeled uh, bike. Um, I guess you would have to call it a trike. Um, it's a, a company in Florida that makes them. It's called Cat Trike. Um, what's great about it is that no balance is required. Uh, so L- Larry had always ridden a two-wheeler, um, but he began falling off. And, of course, every time he would ride that two-wheeler, people would be looking out their windows, worried about him. Um, but with the three-wheeler, there's no balance required. And, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's low to the ground. You've got a very comfortable seat, um, which is a natural resting place when you're tired. You don't, when, when the bike stops, you're, you're, you're stable. So as it turns out, um, people with advanced Parkinson's disease can ride a bike. Um, so many people who can't walk can ride a bike. Um, a lot of the problems of advanced Parkinson's disease have to, are related to the inability to move. Um, on a trike, you can move 15 to 20 miles. It's just not a, not a problem. So this cat trike, it's uh, candy apple red. Um, it's just like a car, but it's much cooler. Um, it has disc brakes. It has rack and pinion steering. Um, and everybody here is used to watching Larry whip around town. Um, the kids always call out hello from the schoolyard. Um, people, people stop to talk to him. He goes downtown. He goes to work. He goes to speech therapy. Um, it, it, it's really represented both freedom um, but, but also a chance to kind of just feel a bit of joy every day. Fabulous. Um, now, this is going to be relatively quick, Andrew, but I want you to tell us more about how you're going to make the movie out of it. Now, first of all, who besides Larry will star in it? What kind of a film do you call it? What kind of a film is it going to be? And who's involved with you in making it? Sure. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll make this summarize it pretty quickly. Uh, it's actually going to be a documentary uh, film, so it's all uh, uh, nonfiction. Uh, it's going to be um, primarily about Larry and his story and what it's like with Parkinson's uh, disease, living with it, uh, as well as uh, Betty's story and their relationship. And sort of around this, this core, we've been talking to a lot of researchers, scientists, geneticists, um, and spokespeople, uh, spokespersons in the Parkinson's world that we would also love to include in this narrative to give a more uh, macro view of the world of Parkinson's and what people are doing to find a cure. Uh, so that's sort of um, what we're doing with the film. And uh, as far as who's involved with it, it's uh, myself, I'm producing it and co-directing it, and uh, Ricardo Villarreal, uh, he's also my co-director and producer. His wife, Katie, is... Uh, the producer on the project, and then we also have uh, my brother Matthew Rubin, who uh, has experience in the distribution world, working for uh, formerly First Look Studios, who's on producing, and we're really excited also to say that we have uh, Stephen Nemeth on board as one of our executive producers, uh, and Stephen has um, really uh, been involved in a lot of socially conscious films and documentaries, and uh, some of his most recent include the uh, Academy Award-nominated War Dance as well as Fuel, uh, Flow, 
uh, which was involved in a lot of the uh, UN uh, Declaration of Human Rights uh, for Water Rights. So really, we just we've been assembling uh, a team of people who are really passionate both about filmmaking uh, and and Parkinson's, which we think is really important, uh, since we really want to make a film that is by the Parkinson's community for the Parkinson's community. Just a, just a quick clarification. Do you have actors in the, in the film, or are they all people like Larry who are really being themselves in the film? No, actually, there's not going to be any actors in it at all. It's all going to be uh, real people, uh, people like Larry, um, Betty, and uh, others we've been speaking to around the world who have Parkinson's. We've been finding some of the people uh, who've had young, young onset. We found someone who we would love to interview uh, in uh, Manchester, England, who's had Parkinson's since he was eight years old. Uh, so these, everybody in the film is, is a real person living with this uh, condition, and we really want to focus on what it's actually like. What, what is it like day-to-day, minute-to-minute when you have Parkinson's? Because we think that's sort of the key to empathizing uh, with this condition to help, you know, um, help find a cure and, you know, getting people to really understand what it's like. So, yep. yep, understand. Now, we're going to come back to that, but it is that time again when we have to take the short break and pay the rent. This is Dr. Gordon Avley, and my guests are Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We will be back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in the special investigation and security industry, be sure to tune in to Urban Warrior Radio. Each week, your host, J.P. Sheets, will discuss topics such as fugitive recovery, skip tracing, high-risk and personal security, and associated training. We encourage you to call into our program and email to find out more. Listen for Urban Warrior Radio, airing live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This show will keep you prepared and informed. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. you know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. Our topic is Larry's Ride with Parkinson's Disease Betty and the movie. Let's talk more now about Ride with Larry, because that, as I understand it, is the real name of the movie and the story it's going to tell. Now, Andrew, first, 
How are you funding the documentary ride with Larry and what challenges have you encountered and what success have you achieved in raising the funds? Well, it's, it's a really good question and it's a, a question a lot of independent filmmakers are answering uh, pretty much every minute of the day. Um, we're sort of pursuing a lot of different ways to, to raise the funds uh, required for a documentary like this. Um, it usually requires a substantial amount of funds uh, simply because we really want to travel around the world to get the stories of those researchers um, that I was uh, mentioning before. So, you know, right now, immediately what we've been doing uh, is work uh, fundraising through this campaign called uh, Kickstarter, which is a do-it-yourself uh, fundraising platform online for artists and filmmakers, uh, inventors, and what it allows you to do is use social media and really open the door to the general public to become involved. So anybody who would have just uh, an invested interest in supporting a project like this can donate money and receive a reward that includes credit in the movie um, or cycling jerseys, whatever we have to offer, which you know, we think are some great prizes. And you know that, that ends on February 1st, and when we reach our goal, that sort of is going to be the funds that allow us to immediately go out and film this movie for the next six months. Um, other things that we've been looking at are grants and sponsorships and um, you know, there, there's just a lot of ways you can raise money for a project like this. Right. And uh, as far as, um, you know, challenges, uh, I think it's just definitely the, the climate that we're in. Um, it's, you know, a bad economy, and a lot of the typical sources uh, for funding that people would go to have really dried up. There's fewer grants and more competition for them. So that's sort of why we've thought to do more grassroots campaign-style fundraising. And if anybody else would like to get involved and help contribute, we are fully tax-deductible, and all they have to do is go to ridewithlarrymovie.com, and we have a donate tab, and they can find out ways they can get involved. Great. Um, now, Betty, how long have you actually been family caregiver for Larry with his Parkinson's disease? And particularly, would you tell us the ways in which you both deal with the challenges of the disease and the role that Mr. Smith's Bakery Cafe plays in your lives? Well, <clears throat> so those are a few questions. I'll try to tackle, <laughs> tackle each one. Um, you know, I have always been his primary caregiver. He's had Parkinson's disease for about 19 years now. Um, and I, I think what's interesting about our relationship is that over the course of 37 years, we've always taken turns caring for each other, you know, through kids, through, you know, my degrees through, you know, natural disasters, whatever, whatever happened. Um, you know, there were times when he would be the primary caregiver for the family. There were times when I would, and we would switch off. So it's my turn now. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I take that very seriously. Um, uh, and that's not to say that he is not also a caregiver, uh, because he certainly at times, um, takes, takes good care of me as well. Um, it, you know, I, I, we met a lot of challenges. So, so, so the first one was, um, you know, we really had to move because we lived in a historic home um, that we loved very dearly, but uh, that was in, inappropriate. Um, he began falling downstairs and so forth. And so we moved to a house on one floor. We got rid of coffee tables, rugs, anything he could trip or fall over. We moved in a stationary bike. You know, we organized pill-taking regime using color-coded boxes. We've got you know, cell phone alarms to remind him because he's got to take these pills on time every two and a half hours all day. Um, and, 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 and so, you know, this is just sort of a, 
a quick overview of the practical things we've we've needed to do. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think we've also, of course, had to deal with depression, which is part of Parkinson's disease. And um, I, you know, my my job in many ways is to uh, to love them enough not to uh, not to let them fall into it, right? To be the the kind of uh, the, the the cheer the cheerleader. Um, and, and, and I think his job, to kind of go to your third question, I, I, I think working and baking is very much um, part of the therapy. I mean, having, um, you know, a place to go every day um, that really needs him, um, I, I think it's fostered some great relationships in the community. Um, he's kind of this, this beloved character. Um, when he walks down the street, people... People know him as Mr. Smith of the cafe, and um, so I, you know, I, 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 I think um, staying active has been enormous, really enormous, um, in terms of his mood and, um, you know, kind of continuing to to enjoy life. Right. Now, Andrew, um, it's right to say that the documentary tells a story. I'm, obviously, I'm not an expert in these things, but I guess there's a theme, there's a story, and if that's right. Who writes the story, and how was the research done for it? Sure. Well, a documentary is definitely a lot different than your typical narrative film. Um, basically, what we're doing is we're just there to, to capture reality as it's happening. Um, of course, with a documentary like this, there's uh, Larry's ride in June, so we have sort of a narrative arc that we're following that just exists naturally. So, you know, what we're doing is we're going to be uh, heading back to South Dakota in February, and uh, Larry uh, is going to be doing his training for his ride, and so we're going to be filming that. And we sort of outlined, uh, you know, as, as much as a writer would write a screenplay or um, or an, an author would write a novel, we sort of have the points that we would love to film and include in this uh, movie. So, you know, we've, there's a lot of things that we would like to film, uh, one of Larry's doctor's, uh, doctor's visits, um, sort of the natural... Uh, surroundings of Vermilion, what the community is like, the people who live in it, uh, Larry's interaction with them, and a lot of the focus of just how Larry gets around and lives with Parkinson's uh, when it, when he's in the bakery, when he's out riding his bike, uh, when he's at home. And so that's sort of how we write this story. And then, of course, we have this sort of beautiful progression because Larry's going to be doing his just really amazing ride uh, in June, late June. Yes. So we'll be following him every step of the way as that happens. Um, and then around that, um, the research element comes in uh, because we really want to make this also broader than just Larry's story. Uh, Larry's going to be sort of the anchor around uh, this whole film. When everything that takes place in this film is going to be um, just rotating around Larry's life. So we've really dived into the world of Parkinson's. We've been on the phone with researchers in Belfast, Ireland, uh, to the Netherlands, to uh, Dr. Alberts, who's doing amazing work at the Cleveland Clinic. And we just read everything we can about Parkinson's, and we find out who's doing what in the Parkinson's world, whether it's geneticists at the company 23andMe who discovered the Parkinson's mutation. And so through all that and those connections that we sort of have fostered, we're going to be sort of heading out um, and uh, filming all of them and their individual stories as well. And so that's sort of how we're crafting the story of this documentary, and then in the editing room is sort of where it all comes together. Just as much as uh, a screenwriter would write his screenplay, the editing is going to uh, figure out what's going to be in the film, what's on the cutting room floor, and you know we'll have a, we'll have our story. 
yeah, yeah. Betty, question about you and Larry and how you see the future for his Parkinson's disease and how does your vision of the future affect the things you do and think about each day? Yeah, well, we, we know that, um, uh, you know, the end in Parkinson's disease is not, is not very nice. And so we, we choose not to live in that reality from day to day. Um, the only thing we can control, we, 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 we know he's not getting better and we know we can't control that, but we can control how we deal with every day. And so what we try to do is, is to live every day as if it's the only day we have. Um, so we'll take a bike ride um, instead of clean the kitchen. Um, when uh, he was first diagnosed, uh, we took a series of special vacations, and each time we would say, well, of course we have to go to France because you never know. Right? Um, and, you know, we spend time out on the Missouri River um, boating. We take time to watch the sunset. All, all, all those things, I, I, I think, are, are really important. Um, the second thing is that um, we really try to maximize health. Um, we, we, we know that aerobic exercise um, has a lot of benefits. And so, and it, it may actually, and, and, and I think nobody knows this yet, but researchers are beginning to wonder whether um, aerobic exercise may not have a protective effect as well in Parkinson's disease. And so, you know, we, we, we really try to make sure that every day um, we spend some time cycling now that it's icy and cold. Um, we are taking a spinning class uh, at the local wellness center. Larry's got a, you know, a, a stationary bike at home. Um, so, so, so those things really matter as well. Um, I think friends have been critical. Um, we are incredibly blessed um, with some very, very wonderful, supportive friends. Um, and uh, we, 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 we don't shy away from talking about Parkinson's with them. We're very clear. Um, this, is, this is how our life is now, and we welcome, we welcome you to be part of it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I think that really makes, makes a big, big difference as well. But, but our focus is entirely on, um, you know, getting as much as we can out of every day. Um, if, if, you know, you, when you have Parkinson's, you kind of know that next year you're not going to be any better off than you are this year. Um, and so use, use what you've got every day. That's kind of our message. Is that, Betty, is that a message you would like to share with other families that are with Parkinson's disease, that, that idea of making every day as full as you possibly can, as filling it, uh, and behaving as though this is a super day and you're making the best of it? Is that a broad philosophical message that you would like to share with others? Absolutely, because I, I, I think that it's very easy when you have Parkinson's disease to say, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that, and pretty soon I won't be able to, and so on. Two, two years ago, um, <clears throat> and Larry was already walking with a cane and having a good deal of difficulty and having some really bad days, but we had always talked about walking Hadrian's Wall, the old Roman wall in the north of England, and two years ago, we went over there, and he couldn't walk every step of it, and he couldn't walk every day, but he walked a good bit of it, 
And we had a wonderful time. Um, and, 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 and so I think my message is that, um, so, so what if you can't do everything that you had planned to do in your life? I mean, we put away all those ideas about joining the Peace Corps when we were 65, and we said, well, if we can't do that, what can we do? Um, and we've worked very hard at every day thinking about what, what, what can we do to make this um, a really wonderful day, a meaningful day um, for, uh, for us. And, and that's not to say that we don't have days where, you know, we think, well, actually, we don't want a meaningful day. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's sit on the couch and read. <laughs> yeah. um, but, 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 but it is to say that, that we have choices, and Parkinson's disease does not take away your choices. Very powerful message, that. Now, I'm going to stop you there because there are, we're going to take the break and there are things I really want to come back to because they're powerfully important that you're both, both, of, both of you are talking about. So let's take that break. It is that time. This is Dr. Gordon Atley. My guests are Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're coming back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Bounty hunting and private investigation are two industries that have only recently become popular in the media, but these industries have been around much longer. Join Mel Barth, a bounty hunter since 1986 and a PI since 1988. Mel now brings his expertise to the Voice America Variety Channel for It's Not a Game. You and the law. Mel and his guests will bring you an edgy and unique program about legal issues, private investigation, and bail and bounty hunting. Tune in Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Variety. Don't miss it. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc. Letter G at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. And our two guests, Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. Our topic is Larry's Ride with Parkinson's Disease, Betty and the Movie. Now, I want to ask Andrew, who's the audience that you want to reach with, with Ride with Larry? And what will be the messages for that audience, for people with Parkinson's disease and their family caregivers? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, uh, for the first part of your question, um, absolutely our main audience that we'd love to reach is people with Parkinson's in that community. Uh, We think this story is just uh, incredibly valuable to get out to them uh, as our audience. 
And then beyond that, uh, we think Larry's story is inspirational for anyone with a life-altering illness. I mean, not just Parkinson's. And then beyond just anybody, uh, we think this is just a, a great story. And for all the reasons that uh, that he so beautifully said and eloquently said before the break, um, that that's exactly the message that we want to share. I mean, if people can see this um, and and sort of take away 10% of what Betty said, then they'll come out all the better. Um, so, you know, there's the, the audience is uh, limitless for us. Okay. Betty, how would you like to see Larry's story portrayed in Ride with Larry? Well, you know, he, he is one of the most determined people I know. He has this iron will to live independently. Um, and, 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 and I think that um, will is a really important message in dealing with a disease like Parkinson's. Um, you really have to will um, your life into being um, as your whole body is telling you to go back to bed and give it up. <laughs> um, but but I, I, I think the film will also show him as... Um, as, as, as part of a close-knit community that cares about him. Um, I think living in uh, rural South Dakota is one of the best places we could possibly live because everybody knows him. Um, if he falls, um, literally, people will come out of their houses and help him up and uh, drive him home if need be. Um, there's also a kind of soft side of Larry that's kind and vulnerable that I think will will come through in in the film. I mean, he certainly experiences, um, you know, the fear that comes with having, um, you know, a condition that will ultimately make make you helpless. Um, but I think primarily um, the film uh, is going to show him as somebody who loves life and fights every day um, to have a life that's worth loving. Right. Andrew? Uh, Betty's just been talking about some of the challenges. She didn't use that word, but that's really what they come to, that they both face. Um, how will the documentary tell the story of the challenges of the family, family caregiver, and how will it show these challenges? Well, uh, I think that is going to just happen naturally through filming uh, their life. Um, we're sort of going to be there, um, and although you know we're not going to be filming them for years and years on end, um, you know, we'll be there to sort of capture uh, a very powerful slice of life. Um, you know, we have had some wonderful interviews with Betty and Larry where they've shared a lot of the sacrifices that they've made and a lot of the challenges, um, and then also talked about the triumphs that they've been, had along the way as well. Um, but I think just, just filming uh, what Larry goes through um, and what he encounters every day and he overcomes uh, what obstacles he is able to overcome every day, I think sort of presents those challenges, um, maybe not um, overtly without saying it, but I think an audience watching will, will very clearly get a sense of what life with Parkinson's is. Um, they'll, they'll get it when they see Larry baking and uh, as Betty said, he has, uh, the bakery was adapted to meet his needs and, yeah. and they'll see it when he's um, getting on his bike in the morning when he's making breakfast. Um, and, and I think, you know, through just, just being there and just capturing a, in a cinema verite style, which is just sort of being a fly on the wall, I think an audience will very quickly get a sense of that. Right. Betsy, 
um, this is putting you in the hot seat, so to speak. Please tell us how you would like to see the role of the family caregiver portrayed in Ride with Larry. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a tough role, as everybody, um, uh, you know, who's been a caregiver knows. I mean, you wind up being the person who organizes it all, makes it all happen. Um, uh, you know, you don't know what the future will be. Uh, and, 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 and so I, I, I think probably the most powerful role um, that a family caregiver can play is somebody who's in the moment, um, whatever is happening is happening, um, and, uh, you know, kind of love, uh, um, you know, guides you, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of how, how to respond. And, and, and so, uh, you know, life kind of hands you, hands caregivers uh, a, lot, a lot of challenges. Uh, nothing in your life will prepare you for being a caregiver. Um, and I, 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 I suppose that the role of a caregiver is to deal with uh, whatever occurs in the moment um, to, with a certain amount of warmth and, 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 and grace, uh, and, uh, and, and, and you, hope, you hope you do it well. Um, you don't always do it well at the end of the day. Sometimes I think a caregiver looks at herself and says, gee, I was a little crabby this afternoon. <laughs> you know? um, but that's, that's also part of being a caregiver. Yeah, right. Uh, that comes through very clearly uh, from you and from many other people I've spoken to. Now, I'm going to ask Andrew something different. What are the things that will make the sun shine for you in making the documentary Ride with Larry? Uh, Well, um, there's been a lot of things so far that have really just stood out making this movie. You know, you're always told sort of make the films, you know, write what you know, make the movies that you know. And for me, this is definitely a very personal project. Um, I mean, I I feel I'm doing this as much for my dad as, as for anybody else. Um, and being a part of it's just been very special. Um, and, you, you know, every day that we work on this, we've been getting, you know, literally uh, floods of emails from people around the world who found this on Facebook and on our website and have been sharing their stories. I mean, from Brazil to California to Canada to England. And that's been something that I, you know, really didn't expect um, to happen. And you just sort of realize that you're a part of a community and really working on a film that's a lot bigger than you and a lot bigger than any of us making it is something really special and I don't think people uh, get an opportunity to do that very often. Um, so for me, it's, it's almost an honor to be working on this project, um, not because uh, you know I'm, I'm get to make a movie, but because I get to be a part of something that will really, you know, do hopefully do a lot of good for other people and really give back and, and will definitely outlast uh, any release date that the film may have or, or run on television that may have. I mean, it, it will be something that, um, you know, will be seen hopefully by countless people for, for many, many years and be looked at as the film that made a difference, that, that changed some lives. So. Right. Betty, it's basically the same question for you. What are the things of family caregiving for Parkinson's disease that make the sun shine for Larry and you? Well, you know, I, I, th- there are a lot of things that bring us happiness, um, uh, but uh, often it's the really, really simple things. Um, you know, uh, 
spectacular sunset and we'll just sit by the window and watch it quietly together and, and, and appreciate that. Um, and, and, and I think that our social lives um, are have become increasingly important as well. Um, our relationships with members of our community and with uh, friends have in many ways deepened. Um, and I think in part that's because we're not shy um, about um, discussing it. Um, we've never tried to make light of it or hide it. We also don't go into it. Um, uh, you know, constantly, um, but but people do understand in a very deep way, and um, they make allowances for Larry's needs. Often, uh, you know, we'll be out to dinner at someone's house, and he will just realize, I cannot stand up another minute. I have to go home. And uh, you know, friends are friends are wonderful about those things. Um, we love to cook for friends. Um, we've we have lots and lots of people come by. Larry will often, uh, you know bake special treats in the afternoon, and all of his guy friends know that at 4 o'clock there, there will be baked goods <laughs> at, the, at the Smith House, and uh, that's, that's a lot, of, that's a lot of, of, of the joy in life, is being part of a beloved community. Let me just ask you a follow-up to that. Betty, these diseases we talk about, and the diseases we talk about on this, uh, on this show, um, are not a very nice story to hear or to be a part of. But on the other hand, what you've just said uh, is, hmm, don't always look at it that way. There are things that are really very different and that really do make the sunshine and that really do build relationships and really do create a sense that there's greatness around us. Now, I know I'm pressing the point hard on you, but I would like to know how far you would like that message of sunshining for you and Larry to be shared with other family caregivers, whether it's Parkinson's disease or other diseases of the same caliber. How strongly do you believe in that message? You know, I think it's absolutely critical. And the really critical part is this is that it is the simple things that give us joy, and those things are there. Um, whether we are caregivers or not, whether we have dread diseases or not, in other words, friendship is there for you. Whether you have Parkinson's disease, you're the caregiver, or you have a perfectly normal life. Um, you know, sometimes I think we get so involved in being caregiver um, that we lose sight of um, the really central things in life that give us joy. And so I, I think it's really important just to drop that caregiver role occasionally um, and sit still uh, and appreciate what's, what's there for you. I, to me, that's very, very powerful. Thank you. Now, it is time again for this break. Um, do have to take it. This is Dr. Gordon Avalon. My guests are Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned. We're coming back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Betty Smith and Andrew Rubin. Our topic is Larry's Ride with Parkinson's Disease, Betty and the Movie. Now, family caregiving is more and more important, not just for families, but also for the healthcare systems and for societies in a whole as a whole in North America and beyond. So I want to talk with our two guests now about ways in which family caregivers can be helped more. Now, Betty, first of all, family caregiving can be really hard on the health of family caregivers like you. What advice do you have for family caregivers in caring for themselves? How, is it, how important is that? Well, I, I, I really do think that the first rule is take care of yourself first because if you're ill, um, you can't help the person for whom you're caring. So it's really like being selfish in the service of generosity. If, if, if you're going to give, you've got to have something to give. And that means... Um, fulfilling yourself in a variety of ways, and I, you know, I'm, I'm the, the, the one. For example, the one thing that I really love to do is the hike. And once a year for decades, I have taken a long hike. Well, you know, I thought twice about it this year. I thought three times about it this year. But I realized that that is so important to me. And so we we did. You know, neighbors and friends came and helped Larry um, so that I could spend a week walking. And I came back just a much, much better person, right? So maybe one message is be selfish in the service of generosity, but another message is to let friends help, yeah. um, let, let family help. Um, you know, people who offer to help, we're, we're, we often say, oh, no, 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 I wouldn't dream of it. Well, you know, I think when you're a caregiver, you have to retrain yourself to say, yes, yes, actually, I would love your help. Okay. And, um, you know, people who offer, ask, ask them for specific things. 
um, you know, ask them. I, you know, I have many friends who will come take Larry out for, for, for lunch once a week. And that gives me a, a, a professional lunch day um, when I, I, I can stay at work and, and, and have lunch with colleagues. And so I, I, so many people are willing to help, and I, I think we have, to, we have to let them. Yep, absolutely. Now, different question to Andrew. Um, in your world, you have people called sponsors and endorsers. Just quickly tell us about them. But what I'm really driving at in this question is how family caregivers, like Betty, but people who haven't been fortunate enough to meet you, how they, these people can approach you, all of you, to get you interested in their stories. How do they promote their, themselves and their stories? Andrew? Sure. Um, well, I, I, I think probably the, those two parts are uh, a bit separate. We have um, just sort of an amazing team that we've assembled uh, of people that are sponsoring, uh, you know, uh, this film and have really come on to help promote us and, and work with us. And that includes the National Parkinson Foundation, the Davis Finney Foundation, and you know, just recently we've announced the Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center joined uh, the project endorsing what we're doing. Um, and we would love to to have. Um, you know, different family caregivers associations join this team, um, you know, and, and help us promote this film when it's released and uh, do a lot of great stuff with it. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, family caregivers um, approaching us, uh, I'd say we're, we're very approachable, um, you know, just to promote for a second. You know, anyone can go on the uh, ridewithlarrymovie.com, our website, and we have all of our contact info on the website. Uh, they can reach us at ridewithlarrymovie at gmail. Uh, dot com and one of the things that we've been doing with this film is we're really trying to create a community around it. Um, we really want this to be a movement. We don't want this to be a one-time thing. Um, and we we think we can kind of create a, a little bit of the same community that uh, Betty and Larry have uh, in Vermilion, uh, if even if it's online. Right. Um, and it's just connecting people. And one of the things that we've been uh, doing is is people have been sending us stories and we want to share them. So if anybody has stories, you know that that they would love to uh, share with us. You know, we have a whole blog that's going to be just for that. Uh, it's following Larry's training this winter. It's going to be a place where we have uh, different people posting stories about research that they're doing. And then if there's anybody else that has an inspirational story or just has uh, a question for the, uh, for the general public, you know, we'd love to share it and, you know, open it up to all those people who are following along with us to, to get involved. So in so, short... Uh, family caregivers should reach out to reach you and see whether their stories will make the make the cuts with what you guys are doing. Yes, now, absolutely. Betty, different question. You've got a doctorate in political science, and your interests include American politics and public administration. So let me ask you this question. What changes in public administration would you like to see to provide more help for family caregivers caring for someone with Parkinson's disease or some, some condition like it? Uh, you, I, I, you know, I, I think it's essential um, that respite care be available um, and that support services be available so that caregivers can take time off from time to time. Um, it makes an enormous difference um, in uh, a caregiver's ability to sustain um, the kind of effort that it takes over the, the long haul. So that's one piece of it. A second piece of it, though, is that, I, I you know, in, in many ways, the healthcare system is organized around, uh, you know, for Parkinson's, is organized around drug therapy. 
And I, I think it would be um, a, a, a really good move um, to begin to shift the way that we look at Parkinson's treatment um, to include the whole family um, and to look at um, non-drug therapies, um, you know, like exercise, um, you know, like coping with depression, um, like basic um, skill provision, um, you know, in terms of, 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 of how do you keep a family going um, that's facing, um, a, you know, a major, a major disease. Um, most of these things are not reimbursable at this point. Most of these things are not considered part of the healthcare system. And yet, to me, they, they do more good um, than, uh, than, than most, of, most of the drugs that are available. So I'd, I'd like to see a shift in emphasis, um, you know, in terms of how we deal with um, uh, diseases like Parkinson's and begin to think more about, um, you know, treating the whole person and the whole family, um, providing support for caregivers as well as for the person with, with the disease. Right. Andrew, let's close what Betty just said into my next question. Um, when Ride with Larry is released, um, just briefly tell us what you want to do with it and how with how it will help people like Larry and Betty, but in particular, how it will get across the kind of things that um, Betty was saying about respite and maybe the need for some action to shift the emphasis in healthcare from drug to uh, bike riding <laughs> or exercise, those kind of things. Andrew? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, that that's actually a lot of what we would like to to. Uh, be a part of this documentary. Uh, our whole goal is to really empower those with Parkinson's with what's available today. Um, we very much agree. We think, um, you know, research is uh, happening right now, but, uh, you know, it's it's still long-term. Um, you know, people are trying to f- look for a cure, but there's uh, a lot that people don't know about that's available today, and you can see that it's really made a huge difference in Larry and Betty's life. And what we want to do is really showcase that. I mean, we want to show people and make them aware, uh, those with Parkinson's and even beyond uh, with other diseases, that there are other methods they can fight, uh, used to fight back with. And that is extremely important to us. Um, I mean, it's uh, something that I see every day with my uh, dad. I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, if he didn't know about exercise and he didn't keep himself active, um, you know, the prognosis of his uh, doctor uh, would have come true, that he would have been in a wheelchair right now, but he still goes to work like Larry does every day. Um, so that's uh, uh, vital to us. And, you know, that's going to be a huge part of our documentary and and how that ties into sort of uh, um, reaching the community and, and helping other people uh, in Larry and Betty's situation is really sort of what we're going to be doing with the film. Um, there's various ways we can get this out to the public, uh, that sort of depends on the distribution. Uh, down the road, we're looking at theatrical distribution or television distribution, uh, but also we've been making the connections um, with these organizations and foundations because a lot of what we want to do is an awareness campaign with this movie. Um, I mean, movies are very powerful for a reason. People empathize with them. They can connect with them, and there's a, a large history of movies creating social change. I mean, you really can just look at the the history of recent documentaries and see that. And we have uh, our executive producer, Stephen Nemeth, who is very well known for doing just that with his films. 
Um, so, you know, beyond just uh, the normal TV and, and movie theaters, um, there's local screenings that we want to set up. We want to get this film in the hands of foundations and every support group in the country so that they can do their own Larry screening uh, and, and show the people that they have in their support groups, um, you know, this movie. And, and through this movie, they'll get to see um, what cycling is done for Larry, what uh, the exercise um, the all the alternative methods through which someone can combat a, a condition like Parkinson's. And I think through all those methods and then the activism that sort of builds around a movement like this uh, can really, you know, create a shift. And it, it might not be something that you see immediately in, uh, you know, in a political change, but it can be, you know, just a, a, a shift mentally in the way people think and look at a disease like Parkinson's. Because um, I think, you know, awareness, and destigmatizing of Parkinson's can be just as powerful. And uh, I think ultimately that would lead to, um, you know, other changes. Right. I'm right with you both on these things. Um, I'm afraid we're approaching the close, but just one quick thing to say to you both. I think if you could get a physician and to uh, talk about your movie and maybe get it shown to physicians' groups, particularly as it, as it emphasizes the value of things like work, things like exercise, I think that would be very helpful. Um, because I'm not saying that physicians don't know about it, but I think the question of emphasis isn't always in their minds in the way that you've put it. So that's very powerful. Now, as I say, I'm afraid it is the time that we have to close down just for, the, for this particular session, but I want to say thank you to our listeners. Please do email us with your comments and questions. And if you want to reach and volunteer out to Andrew and Betty to get your stories told, please do so. I want to say thank you to our guests, Betty and Andrew, for sharing with us not just your experience and your insights and your advice, but the sense that you're overcoming. You're doing something which matters to you all because it's important out of your experience because it's important for other people's experience and because it's important for people who themselves are confronted by this disease, which is a hard one to confront, but you're succeeding and you're telling a story of a success. And I wish you every, every success in the fundraising, in the movie making, and in the message you get out afterwards. So congratulations so far. Looking forward to hear the success as it rolls out. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Now, in our next episode, we'll talk about family caregiving and multiple sclerosis. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being right.